Welcome back to the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast, and this episode is dedicated to Tom Posey, born in 1957, the CEO of Glass, who passed away in June of this year, 2022, and I'm here with Roger Hinchcliffe, who is a rod designer and rep for Glass. And thank you very much for being with me today, Roger. Sure, no problem. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So Tom, as I mentioned, you know, sadly passed away um, in a plane accident June 27th, I believe it was. Yeah. 28th, something like that. Yeah. And uh, we've got a memorial service coming up for him. And Tom, there's actually a podcast here on the Salmon Trout Sea Lighter podcast uh, where I featured Tom, and so you can look back through the archive and find that. We're talking about Lama Glass, the USA company, and all the new innovations over the years. But I was able to work for Tom in, a, in the capacity of working on uh, web development, marketing, all sorts of things, different rod projects with Roger. And Roger and I just want to sit down and talk a little bit about a man who had so much influence over me, certainly, and uh, taught me so much, but also really made some pretty incredible changes here at Lamaglass. So, Roger, first of all, when was the first time you met Tom? Uh, I think the first time I met Tom was in 2017, physically met him in 2017, but I started working with you and Tom, I think, back in 2016. And at that point, I was just uh, as a pro staffer. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually, I met Tom on the river myself. I had gone out. Tom was with a couple of employees on a tributary. I was fishing with Cameron Black, I believe. And we met at a portion of the river. And Tom came over, shook my hand, introduced himself, and was immediately extremely generous. He brought a bunch of snacks and beverages and was just going out of his way, um, you know, to just be a nice guy and, and generous with his uh, with his with his food and and with his time and just talking and really low key. And I didn't even know that he was the owner of Lamaglass at that point. And that's one of the thing about Tom; he would always just kind of tell people he works for Lamaglass. Yep, he he's just, very humble about it. Yeah, for sure. He just liked being a part of it, and he he didn't like telling people he was the president. He just liked the brand and being a part of it. So what was your first impression of Tom, Roger, would you say? Well, uh, he it was full of energy. Oh, yeah. Like, he was like his dad. You know, you could not keep up with that guy. And, uh, like, I drink lots of coffee. Tom didn't need coffee. No, he, <laughs> he didn't. He did drink coffee, but he didn't need a lot of coffee. And uh, that guy moved. Like, you had to walk really fast just to keep up with him. Oh, yeah. Fast walker, uh, fast yeah. talker. He'd come into the office every day. Lucas, what are we getting done today? And uh, yeah. was just always excited. Not a low-energy guy, that's for sure. But uh, Tom came uh, into the business and the fishing industry from a real estate background. Yeah, he did. And yeah. so- and so that kind of uh, brought a different element to the company. And he, he was always the first to admit that he didn't know everything about fishing. And so he relied heavily on people like Roger and others. Um, but he really kind of took a company that had a great reputation and a great brand, but was kind of falling behind in the digital age and 
and he really modernized the company. And I was really happy to be there during the time that Lama Glass was being modernized um, from just the building itself and, you know, the different payment systems we used uh, to the new website that I built and that continues to this day. Um, but let's, let's kind of just, just talk about some of the experiences that we've had with Tom over the years. And so, Roger, what would you say would be one of your most memorable times with Tom? Oh, my goodness. Well, that's kind of hard to nail down because um, when we started traveling all around the country, uh, opening new accounts and and uh, getting new product development and, and stuff into different areas, um, man, we just had a lot of great times together. And, and you know, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's really sad. Uh, for Tom to leave us the way he did is he was still young, you know, he had many years left. And, um, but yeah, it's really tough for me to nail the one down. But in a previous podcast, I think we talked about how the closer rod got named and Mm -hmm. it was because Tom saw my license plate and he just went bananas. (laughs) He He loved it. He loved it. He said, that's it. You know, we, we should call it the closer. And, uh, it's uh, it's just really sad. I uh, we had so many good times and and uh, he was just full of life and energy. No matter if we were at a consumer show or distributor show, uh, no matter where we were at, he was always talking and greeting and meeting with people. And uh, you couldn't forget Tom. You can't forget him. No, sure. absolutely not. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. The closer. Yeah. So Roger. Um, had found a need in the center pin rod design industry, found a need for a rod that that was still flexible enough to take lighter leaders as you know, like those required in the Great Lakes, but also something that had a nice fast tip that could mend and that could set hooks uh, very quickly and at longer distances. At longer distances. And so yeah. If you get a chance to check out the closer, there's some videos online through Lama Glass's YouTube channel. Um, there's the commercial that Roger put out. Are you tired? Are you tired? Are you tired? <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. Um, check it yeah. out. But one of the things about that is Tom was so supportive of that project. Yeah, he was. And um, well, I'm at the factory today working on some rod projects with the guys in the blank plant. But what was great is he gave you the flexibility um, and to do things and to try new things, and he got behind it. He did. You know, I, the very first rod project that we, we did together, uh, we had several mandrel changes, and that gets expensive, mm-hmm. but he was totally behind it. And um, that's one of the things I loved about him. He gave you the flexibility, the freedom, and he got behind you and let you do what you do you know oh totally and and that was even against the recommendations of some sales reps oh yeah uh, there was oh, yeah. A, there was a lot of people who just thought you know a center pin from lama glass just isn't going to last it's not going to work and yep. we've really found the closer to be incredibly successful and sells in the northwest as well yeah it's yeah well. it's we're we still you know can't keep them in stock our biggest challenge obviously was the supply chain issues the Mm -hmm. past two years um 
but you know, Lama Glass is uh, here to stay. We're going to continue the tradition on, and and um, Tom's vision will continue on. And um, and let, hey, no doubt about it. I mean, he did a lot of great things. Um, Lama Glass enjoyed its largest sales in the history of the company under his leadership and so uh you got to give him credit there for sure he did and and at the same time tom was also um open with me about mistakes that he had made along the way you know tom was kind of a bulldozer he wanted to get things done and he wanted to get them done now and so there were some you know personnel changes and marketing decisions and and things that he did come to regret later you know as a leader you got to make decisions quick but he was always, uh, you know, humble enough to admit when he'd done something, you know, wrong, even if it might take a little bit. Uh, but he learned from those mistakes and just kept making changes at Lama Glass that had a huge impact on the company. And one of the things that Tom really got behind was Lama Glass had really floundered in two areas in particular, and that was the northeast with the surf fishing rods yep. and the Great Lakes with salmon and steelhead rods. And in the surf industry, Tom reached out to a number of the rod builders and various influencers in that area and really got behind modernizing Lamaglass's surf lineup, which created a huge market out there again, a lot of buzz, the GSB blanks got a rebirth, the old school GSB was born. And Tom just saw Lama Glass as a national company. Um, yeah, oh, and, no question. And it wasn't just the Northwest, which is kind of where things had gone. And granted, the people working on Northwest rods had done a fantastic job, but Tom really wanted to expand it back out across the entire U.S. So, Roger, tell us a little bit about your Great Lakes push and how you and Tom worked together to build that market back up. Yeah, so in the Great Lakes, uh, we like to use lighter leaders and longer rods. Um, a lot of the rivers, uh, you can walk and wade. There's a lot of walking and wading opportunities. And so anglers could use a longer rod, you know, to mend line and set hooks at longer distances to where when you're boat fishing, it's tough to, to handle a 13-foot rod. And so Lambaglass needed some longer rods, and man, he just got behind it. And um, the last number I knew, I think we've added uh, 29 models total uh, to the lineup that are conducive and specific to the Great Lakes. Um, the Walleye Rods uh, series have done fantastically well. Uh, it, it's really yeah. surprised us all how well they've done. Absolutely, because so. walleye was a market that, again, Lamaglass had completely fallen out of fashion with. Yeah. And, and now they're doing fantastically well. So you guys actually did quite a bit of travel in that area, though, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, what was cool was uh, we literally got in a rental car and just drove. You know, we drove uh, from Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania. We wound up in New York. And um, I remember um, a time that we were in the Salmon River area. We stopped at a, a coffee shop, and they had a little conference room. And we literally just set up shop and used their Wi-Fi and mm -hmm. started booking, you know, appointments and stuff. And, and we just went out and... and got the business and um, 
you know, provided the rods for the market. He was, you know, he wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty. Oh, absolutely. He would uh, jump in a car or on a plane. He really believed in meeting up face-to-face with accounts. Um, and like his dad, made a lot of travel all around. You know, one of the things that I did appreciate about Tom was he didn't just bark orders and leave. He was the type to be sitting there setting up booths. You'd see him sweeping the floors. Absolutely. He was he's back there, you know, and granted as a as a president, he did take his time to go do other do other pursuits and, and other things like that. But when he was in the building, he was working with everybody. There was a very um, kind of flat structure where everyone had a say. Um, yeah, for sure. And he was a clean freak. We used to tease him about Windex. Uh, whenever he, he, you know, setting up a booth, I mean, he'd be right there with you setting up a booth and unpacking rods and this and that. And and uh, I teased him one year and told him I was going to buy him a case of Windex for Christmas. <laughs> so, and Swiffers, you, you know, if we didn't have a Swiffer in the booth, he would go to the store and make sure we had a Swiffer to clean the floor, you know, the booth yes. floor. So Yeah, and that, that was big. You know, the modernization of Lama Glass uh, under Tom, he was really into the image and the brand and really representing what was already a fantastic product. I mean, Tom wasn't the only person at Lama Glass over the years, there's no doubt. There's, I, there's so many people that you could go back and name that did incredible things for the company, but what Tom did was literally turning a company into a new age and he got behind me with my uh, ideas about digital marketing and you know on the website and and he just got behind it and he was willing to bring new new people in to to talk to them to get ideas you know his connections in the in the sporting world with other presidents of, of companies not to mention political figures were were incredible Oh, absolutely. He knew so many people. He and He knew would, a lot of people. Yeah. I remember him going to meet with the CEO of Hook, which is a massive apparel company, and coming back to me with all these ideas, and it was amazing. There was He'd just pick up on a concept and get behind it and was a bit obsessive about it, you know, to an extent. He'd get on, he'd get on some idea, and every day we were working towards that, and I... I am so thankful for, you know, what I learned from Tom throughout the years. He was so generous to me and my family and really helped me develop my skills. But, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of fun actually fishing with Tom. Yes. Because he just enjoyed it. He never tried to be anything that he wasn't. Yeah, we went to Alaska and I got to fish with him and we had a riot he was very lackadaisy, like mm-hmm. if he caught a fish, that would be great. Yeah. And it was all about laughter and having a good time. He was always laughing. And the other thing, too, that I loved about Tom, and a lot of people will tell you, like I remember he came out to Michigan for a show, and he saw the booth uh, flooring that we had. And he's like, man, I got to get you new flooring with the anti-fatigue and I'm going to get you new chairs, you know what I mean? Because if you're going to be on your feet all day or you need to sit down, we, we got to do that. And he he cared. He oh, cared, yeah. you know. And so he made sure that he got that stuff for you for the booth, you know, because he didn't want you um, uncomfortable, you know, standing on your feet all day. So he cared about people for sure. For sure. One of the things 
I think that was one of the best decisions, which he was, um, it was a tough decision to make, is he invested so heavily into the blank plan. Yes. And that is huge because over the years, machines deprecate and they become less reliable. And as a result, blanks themselves will suffer. And he saw Mm -hmm. issues that were happening and he decided to invest heavily into the USA blank plant and really bring up the quality of these blanks and really turn the reputation back around as one of the top um, companies in the world again. And as, uh, as Roger mentioned about during the, during the de- research and development period, he also put a lot of time and, and money into new mandrels and really allowed us to go crazy with designing new rods and just just got behind it, like we said. So, Roger, as you're um, deeply involved with Lama Glass Steel and will continue to be, and uh, Jose as well, um, how do you plan on carrying on the legacy of Tom Posey? Well, um, it's tough, tough question to answer in some aspects, but for the most part, uh, everyone that's here got the vision of what Tom was trying to achieve, and we're just going to continue that on. And like I said, um, you know, we got his memorial service coming, but we're already working on new products, mm-hmm. right, and development. And that's the thing about Lamaglass. They truly are the godfather of the, the modern-day fishing rod. And uh, we're going to continue on and keep developing the latest and greatest new products for anglers and, um, and just uh, keep the brand alive. Absolutely. Now, Tom followed in the footsteps of his father, Dick Posey, who had an incredible reputation across the fishing industry. And Tom had a different personality, but the same drive. Um, And his mother is an absolute gem. Yes, she is. I love Mary to death, and um, I'm very sorry for her loss. But uh, she has communicated that we're going to continue on and keep, keep the legacy and the vision of Lammergrass going. And that's exactly what we intend to do, period. If you get a chance, take a look and listen to Mary Posey's interview, interview here on the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast. I talked to her about having Eric Clapton over to her house a number of times. So the Posies were very well connected with so many people, and but Tom just saw them as people and enjoyed... And, you know, he wasn't the type to, you know, brag about those connections or anything. But I was always surprised to hear about people they knew and that they were connected with. I mean, you know, you hear about Elton John coming to the factory at one point. was one story. It's amazing how many people, as we travel around the country that we talk to, that's been to the factory and knew the Poseys. And uh, just the history and the legacy of the Posey family. We're going to continue that on. Yes. So... Everyone out there that's listening, I really uh, encourage you uh, to send your thoughts and prayers to the Posey family as they, you know, go throughout this difficult time. But Lama Glass is still strong and will continue to be. And we appreciate, I know both Roger and I truly appreciate our time with Tom. And he taught me so much, an incredible amount about business. I really got to learn um a side of the business that I that I otherwise had not and 
got to, you know, learn about negotiation and costing and budgets and all these things. And, and then we could kind of bounce ideas off each other about marketing. And, you know, it was just a wonderful time for me. And I'm so happy to have known him. And uh, I know you are as well, Roger. And Roger was so such a, a massive score for Tom and I at the time. And, and you guys just connected in a really special way. Yeah, we did. And I appreciate you saying that, Lucas. I, uh, I'm truly blessed and thankful um, for the Posey family to let me come and, and be a part of the Lamaglass history and the brand. And um, I, did, I learned a lot from Tom, too. And uh, he's gone, but he's definitely not forgotten. And uh, we're going to continue on. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast. Look out for more episodes to come. I'm going to be recording another podcast here with Roger right after this one about our favorite fish, steelhead. Thanks again. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends about the podcast. Take care.